Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Ears up in depth. We got our outro music for our intro music and our intro music for our outro music. We're all kinds of we're all kinds of messed up over here, but that's okay. I kind of like the outro music too. I mean, it's just a variation, so I think it's yeah. fine. Yeah, you know, we're, we're we're mixing it up every now and then. Yeah, we can't just be the same. No, all the no, time. We can't. <clears throat> you know, I do want to start off this show, Jeremy, apologizing to everybody who follows us on Facebook <laughs> because I. <laughs> this is long overdue, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I messed up today. Um, actually, it was yesterday. Uh, let me tell you, if you if you follow us on Facebook, then you may have noticed. Um, I don't know, two hundred posts in the last in the last twenty four hours um, that are just basically old shows, old videos showing up on on Facebook, and I'm actively right here uh, just going through and, and trashing them, deleting each and every one because uh, I didn't do it. Here's what happened. Uh, I read about a way to, uh, to, what am I trying to say? YouTube has gone like podcast. Okay. So you can, you can link your RSS feed to YouTube podcasts. Now it's a whole thing. So if you want to listen to pods and you just, you want the YouTube app, you don't want any other app. You can find podcasts on, on YouTube, but what they are basically are just videos. So they say that they're audio or they say that they're video, but they're just, it's just an audio format, but they created a video technically, and it plays, it plays the audio of the show with just like a static image, Uh but it's not really for video. You know what I mean? But that's just their thing. That's their workaround because that's what they do is videos. Right. And, um, so what I have is because I don't have interest in, in really managing or maintaining our, um, Social media, like for myself, because like social media is so soul sucking for me personally. Um, I have everything automated, so every time a new show gets published or every time a new video gets pushed to YouTube, it posts it to Facebook and probably also to Instagram too. So I'm gonna have to go through this and do this whole thing on Instagram as well. And what I didn't realize, what I did not know would happen, is. This automation thing, Zapier, posted each and every single show as a video format to our Facebook page. So that's why you're seeing all these old shows coming up because uh, the robot in the machine doesn't understand that this is already done. Well, I can tell you that it's not happening on Instagram, so you can rest (sighs) easy there. Okay, good. I will tell you... I noticed this and I actually clicked on one yesterday, but it didn't even bring me to any audio. It brought, I clicked the link and it was like, there's no, this is not a video. It was almost like an invalid link. So Mm. then I started commenting on the post, like (laughs) there's no video here. And then I deleted it because I was like, you know what? I'm not getting involved. I'm in too deep. (laughs) Like I'm just letting it go. Whatever he's up to. I don't know what it is. I'm just letting it go. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, just to let you know, I did not do that on purpose, everybody. So I do apologize if that interrupted your precious, uh, precious Facebook feed. If anybody's even still on Facebook, I don't even really know. Sure. People are on Facebook. Are they? Yeah. Mm. How do you think I saw this? And then a friend of I I told you before (laughs) the show, it's like my friend texted me and was like, what's going on with ears up? I was like, good question. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, yeah. So my friend said, what's going on with ears up? I'm like, oh, no. Now what? (laughs) What did we inadvertently do? By by we, I mean my me and my robot performance. You and the robot. Anyway, Over that's there. what's happening. But that's neither here nor there, Jeremy. We're here to talk about some news, huh? <laughs> it really is neither here nor there. <laughs> it's like, if, if, of all the things I don't want to do, sitting there deleting all these posts on Facebook is like five of the things I don't want to do. Like, I don't <laughs> want to spend my time doing that. I want to get away from Facebook and away from it. 
So if I anybody agree. wants to learn how to do social media, if that's your, something you're interested in, uh, let me know, man. I'll, I'll hire you for free and, uh, and teach you how to do it. Because I know how to do it. I just, I really don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Well, I, I noticed I got in trouble one time because you the, the, it had posted on Instagram that, there was a, that, the, that our podcast was out. So I went to podcasts. I was like, oh, let me see. And it wasn't there. And I commented. I was like, it's not there. <laughs> Yeah. I think you were like, shut up and give it a minute. Yeah, it takes a, it takes more than a light year second thing. I don't know, man. Anyway, Jerry, we got some news to talk about today. We have got news. And I have I have some little tiny updates on stuff. So, you know, I have, yeah, I don't know, four stories or whatever. They're, a lot of them are really small. Okay. And, and hardly worth mentioning, but I, I do feel like it's, it's important. Which is always what you want to hear at the top of any news show. These are hardly worth mentioning, but I'm going to do it anyway, because (laughs) stay tuned. Yeah, it's Thursday. And uh, (laughs) if I don't do this, I'm just going to go be go play Destiny. So it's like, right. I got to do this. Give my thumbs a break. Okay. Uh, Why don't you lead us off, Jeremy? What do you think of that? Okay. All right. She went from pissing off Disney fans to being a huge Snow White stan. (laughs) That's the first time I've ever used stan. Really? You know how people say that, like, I stand or... Yeah. I hate it. I do hate but it. But it rhymed here, so I used it. Good job, buddy. Our friend Rachel Zegler is back on the scene. After she took a little break, but then she's, she's manic again. You remember here, back in August, we covered how she was experiencing some blowback yes. after doing a press. Because she's the new Snow White. She's the new live-action Snow White. And... You know, she was out there, I think it was a D23 and then maybe some other places. And she was saying a lot, basically saying a lot of negative things about the original animated feature from 1937. She was saying it was weird. But now the Snow White actress seems to be backtracking on those comments. You recall she said she didn't like the original Snow White. She said she watched it once. She said she thought it was weird. She described Prince Charming as a stalker. She said the ride at Disney World scared her and that it didn't sound very fun for little kids. Well, last month, Zegler sat down with Variety in their Actors on Actors series, where this is where they get actors to interview each other. And it's like it's like a chat. <laughs> Great. And there's I, nothing more. Imagine. There's nothing more self-serving than oh. actors who think that they're just the greatest thing in the world. Telling each other how great they think that they are. I don't know how you predicted it. This was 40 minutes of sheer torture. So (laughs) they put her on opposite of actress Halle Bailey. Now, Halle Bailey, you'll know, is the... Oh, is she? The new mermaid. New little mermaid. Bingo. Exactly. So oh, here we God. have Haley Bailey, who's played Ariel. First of all, okay, uh, let me just interrupt you. You have two what I would consider relatively inexperienced actresses, both in a live action Disney movie. So I think already they're already going to be overly complimentary. So in my mind, what you need to be doing with this is you need to have a seasoned actor interviewing a relatively new up and coming actress. That's what you need. to. That's what needs to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Holly Berry or some like somebody, Jodie Foster. I don't know. Somebody else. But you have two two kids who basically are learning how to be adults in Hollywood, which is never a safe space. And, you know, I don't know. I just it doesn't really I, I would not want to watch that. Well, you do not want to watch it. Trust me. I spent 40 minutes of my life that I will never get back. And the whole time I was. It wasn't even like 40 minutes of staring at the wall. That's just really boring. It was 40 right. minutes of just absolute driving me crazy. I was angry. I'm yelling back at the screen. It like, And you're on. You haven't even heard it. And you're on to something in that it is so self-congratulatory. You've never seen two people spend 40 minutes work so hard at congratulating the other one on how amazing <laughs> they are. That's what Gen Z does. Like, that's like the Gen Z, you know, thing. It's like, oh, you're so good. No, you're so good. No. And like, no, you are. No, 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 no. I could never be here without you. 
it's also it's like a video so you see their facial expressions so so Halle Bailey will be saying something and Rachel Ziegler's making this face I, sorry for the listeners if you aren't watching the video but she, like she's making heart hands and going oh my and like like see like sad um, face or something or like yeah it's oh, like a frown like, but like face oh. yeah making heart hands and oh. heart hand, like and like there's like a lot of prayer gestures and oh. like Okay, well, let's just go to this. Let's so go I to was going to talk about this after. Okay. But I did pull, um, there's one, I didn't number them. That's Pull fine. up the one that's called like, yes, wow. Okay. Uh, you ready? Yeah. Suzanne Collins, who wrote them, she's doing right by them mm. because she created the universe. Like she yes. can't really do any wrong because it's her world yes. that she's created. Mm-hmm. Francis came to me and was like, I really want you to do this. Mm-hmm. It's the biggest honor of my career thus far. And I can say that confidently that I can't believe that I get to be a part of that franchise and doing Junket the past 16 days. It's just yeah. been like sitting there watching the reporter, but seeing the poster next to them and seeing my face on like, and the Hunger Games logo beneath and yeah. just constantly being like, this is not. Who was who in that? clip so the one who was yammering on and yeah <laughs> that's that's rachel segler okay and then the one interrupting fully throughout going yes mm, yeah <sighs> if you don't have anything to say don't react don't make noise yes. don't just sit there as mm. an actress you should know that just mm. sit there and listen to wow. this person who you are interviewing yes talk about the things that you asked them about yes <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. You know, when I sit here and I see Luke Skywalker on the wall behind me, I just yes. it's his world. And he right. can he can do no wrong. Mm, you know? Right. Yeah. Wow. It's <laughs> actually really distracting. I'd rather do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it to you for your whole story. Yes. Mm. So so that was and then they would switch. Of and course. it would be the other one telling some like just got who knows what they're going on about. Um and and then you know you'd hear the mm, oh my god and then they would talk to each other then there was one point where they were both fake crying like because so Rachel Ziegler talked about how she was in a Snow White costume when she was a little girl and they like showed the picture and that yeah. was enough to make Halle Bailey start crying oh my god she goes oh my god don't show me that it's you in a Snow White oh no I'm like I'm serious I'm serious I'm cr- I'm gonna cry and you're like <laughs> you're crying because you saw her. Is in a, a picture of a kid in a costume? Yeah, like I, like it's cute. Maybe you would go, oh, that's cute. Like that's how I would react. I would be like, oh, look at you. That's cute. I yeah. wouldn't be like, oh my God, take it away. I'm <laughs> crying. Anybody have anything sharp I can stick in my retinas because I can't see this anymore. I can't do it. I need to jump off a cliff. I've never, like how inauthentic can you possibly be? Actors and actresses bug me whenever, like I, I could never, I could never date or befriend uh, like a like a real serious actor actress because I would never trust that their emotion or what they're telling me is is the thing that they feel. And a lot of actors I've yeah. I've seen interviews like Jim Carrey's pretty famous for doing this where he's like I don't really know I don't really have a like a identity. That's why I can take on the identity of whoever I'm playing. So if I'm playing, oh. so like people go, yeah, when, you know, when you were in the mask and he's like, when I played the mask, he won't even identify that he was in it. It's like, that, that's the character that he was, which okay. is, I think a little bit, ooh, a little bit loopy, but you have to be <laughs> when you're, when you're kind of, when you're taking those roles and his roles weren't, not that he's like a great actor, but he was very physical and he had to get into mm-hmm. the role. Right. But there's a lot of people who do that. I think Brian Cranston is big on that too. I don't know. There's a lot of people. Oh, really? Yeah. And so it's like uh, Willem Dafoe, I think also, anyway, I'm just seeing a lot of these people like pop up recently where they're like, yeah, this is just sort of like, you have to be into the, into the role. And so you step away and then who are you, you know, or you get the other side where actors have a hard time separating the role that they were in with their, like they're done, right. They're done with a role but they have to somehow separate themselves from that role when they go home and there's, there's no more role. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's what it takes to be an actor is that you have to have no personality. <laughs> Some of these so actors, like, well, yes. someone else has to write this for me. Cause I'm just a vacant vessel of nothing. Yeah. Anyway. So we, we sort of critiqued the interview before we got into the whole thing, but so she sits down for this variety thing and she's being interviewed by, by Halle Bailey and boy has her t- 
tune changed since what we last played here. Now she has nothing but positive things to say about the original 1937 source material that won Walt Disney an honorary Oscar. It put feature length films on the map and set the Walt Disney Company on a trajectory to where it is today. So I think we can say we owe, you know, all of this, you know, the fact that we're doing a podcast, it all goes back to Snow White. Yeah, agreed. Well, I want you to just hear Rachel versus Rachel. Because <laughs> why not? Let's let her do her own. I don't need to sit here and spell it out for you. Let's let her do it. So I've put together a little super cut for you rather than me read off all these things. Take a listen to Rachel versus Rachel. I mean, you know, the, the original cartoon came out in 1937, and very evidently so. <laughs> um, there is a big focus on her love story um, with a guy who literally stalks her. <laughs> weird, weird. It's like a monumental moment in film history. Yeah. It was like the first feature-length cartoon yeah. movie to the point where... Weird, it, weird. won honorary Oscars and yeah. all of these amazing things that, that happened for that film are the reason that you and I really get to sit here today because yeah. it made... Weird, weird. Mm-hmm. I was scared of the original cartoon. I think I watched it once and then I never picked it up again. There's just a very dedicated group of people Fans, who yeah. love... Disney cartoons, I'm one of them. Weird, weird. I just mean that it's no longer 1937. I, I love uh, the, everything that the Disney company has put out yeah. in the past a million years, a hundred years this yeah. year. And <laughs> it was called Snow White's Scary Adventures. Doesn't sound like something a little kid would like. Was terrified of it. Never revisited Snow White again. So I watched it for the first time in probably 16, 17 years when I was doing this film. We have a different approach to what I'm sure a lot of people will assume is a love story. Just All the pictures are out there of little me in, yeah, in my Snow I White saw, that's gown. That's why it's going to be me. Weird, weird. <laughs> yeah, she definitely got some press training, I feel like. I bet someone talked to her like, look, here's the history of the movie. Get in line. Yeah. Yeah. Stop, don't piss off the fans. Right. Because there is a portion of this where, because they're both talking about how they took on classic roles mm-hmm. and they're both like, and at in, in one point, Halle Bailey is kind of mocking Disney fans. She's like, you know, they're so into it. And like, you know, you have to do it justice and you, you know, every detail they are concerned with. It's like, yeah, it's what's called being a fan. And it's what's going to get people in the seats to watch your crap movie. By the way, the Little Mermaid remake was absolute hot garbage. Did you I watch watched it? it. It was. Oh, it was terrible. Oh, man. Visually very bad. She has a fine voice, but whatever. It It wasn't good. And I think the way you know that it's not good is when you're watching it and you're thinking about, oh, I wonder if I could just switch this out and watch the like the whole time. I just wished I was watching the original. And that's not always the case with these Mm -hmm. remakes. Like I thought the Cinderella remake was a smash hit. I never once thought of the original while I was watching the remake. It was so good. And you just want to watch it over and over. It was wonderful. A wonderful retelling. I don't and know the, if I saw um, it. I, I remember liking the Beauty and the Beast one with Emma Watson. Mm-hmm. I thought it was basically like a shot for shot, um, but right. they still did a good job. Yeah. The Little Mermaid apparently is the ninth highest grossing film of 2023, but only the seventh highest grossing remake by Disney. And I don't know how many remakes they've done. I want to say seven. I don't think it was really well received. It made 569.6 million box office. Which is not a Disney film. Disney usually does better than that. Yeah, that's a little low. Yeah. Because it probably cost around at least a quarter of a million to make. So it just barely squeaked out a profit then. Yeah. If anything. I don't know. Hopefully Disney's going to uh, stop. I, but I keep saying this. I don't know. I keep saying this. I was saying this before the Jungle Book remake. It's like just we're done already with the remake. Stop. And we've had like four or five more mm. since then. So there were, I mean, I listened to this. I actually found a transcription service to, to, because I wanted to get through this and see like statistically, how does this interview, this 40 minutes of just absolute jibber jabber uh, shake out? Yeah. I found that they called them each other graceful five times in that 40 (laughs) minutes. Each one of them. Uh Uh-huh. And um, there's a lot of superlatives, like you are the best. There was one point where they were, she was talking, uh, Rachel Ziegler was talking to Halle Bailey about singing and, you know, the, the, how difficult it can be to act and sing at the same time. 
And Rachel Zegler told Halle Bailey, well, I mean, you know, probably better than anyone. Better than really anyone. better than anyone. Yeah. Not Barbara Streisand. I was just going to say, Not Barbara Streisand was the Celine, first person I was. <laughs> Celine D. Like how many, how many, like so many actresses of stage and screen, lame as rubbling. Also. And, and, and who, the one person who knows it better than anyone is Halle Bailey. <laughs> who I would bet lip synced. You know, I, I, she wasn't singing live. There's no way doing take after take singing live. No, absolutely not. Well, you've got to listen to this. She didn't. It was studio work. And then she lip synced to it. But in the in. um, So Rachel Zegler does sing in. she's in. um, What's the movie that just came out? Hunger Games. She's in the new Hunger Games. Oh, and they made it into like a musical, I guess. Oh, good. That's awesome. Yes, that sounds great. Yeah. And Rachel Zegler has like, I think, eight songs in it. So buckle up. Oh, my God. I was going to watch it, but I don't want to do that. Well. She's very concerned that the fans will still like it, even though there's a lot of singing. But that she, I, I guess that wasn't studio work that was sung live. They record mm. like it's a, it's a live recording of her doing that. So, which I do think is probably a bit That's more neat. challenging. When when yeah. they remade Les Mis at, as a movie and they adapted it from a, a stage show, that was all done live. They're mic'd mm. and they sang it live, and it's pretty cool. That's neat. Um, it has a sort of really an unpolished sound to it, which I, I actually bet. really liked. Yeah. So I just want everyone to know that I spent a, a grueling, <laughs> harrowing 40 minutes listening to these two kiss each other yeah. on the rear end. Ba- basically, and, uh, whatever the listeners have spent listening to this, double it. And that's exactly how you feel. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be your ha- Halle Bailey, though, when you do your next story. Oh, God, gonna... I can't wait. Hard hands. You're gonna <laughs> because make me that's crying. how humans talk to each other. You're going to make me cry. Stop it. Oh, but you're so good. <laughs> well, you said, you mentioned you were like, oh, it should be someone with experience like Jodie yeah. Foster. Yeah. There's no way Jodie Foster would do it. She's out there in the press this week saying how annoying she finds Gen Z. <laughs> Did you see that? I read something about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure she'd be like, oh, I'm not sitting down with like, you. No, man, I'm not doing that. That's annoying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, Jeremy, you're a big of a, a tech guy right don't you like technology i i just told i just got done telling you that i had a youtube tr- get transcribed <laughs> so that i could count how many times these two called each other graceful i mean if you don't if that's not technology technological wizardry i don't know what is uh well have you heard about the <laughs> apple vision pro i i know very little about it but it is on like when you go on apple's website right now it's like the first thing they've got yeah, it's goggles. The goggles they look like ski goggles yeah. they look really really cool but it's their it's apple's foray into virtual reality glasses and recently apple and disney announced that the vision pro which i believe will cost like thirty four hundred dollars on release yeah. like it's there's not a lot of people that's gonna have this but subsequent no there are that's the sick thing okay, there are yeah, people you're who right, will I guess. spend yeah it's it's the same people who spend like fifty thousand dollars on dvc to go to disney every year like it's it, true that, like, it's that whatever that obsession is yeah this is who's getting it you're right you're right and then hopefully subsequent versions will be lower because i do feel like this is this is what like the oculus and the quest are trying to be from my understanding of this uh but they announced that the vision pro will have 3d content from disney plus at launch while Disney Plus subscribers will get special animated screening environments to accompany them. So Disney's going to be pushing 3D movies through the Vision Pro. And then if you have a Disney Plus subscription, you're going to get like a virtual special virtual theater or virtual environment to watch them in, Mm. which is pretty neat. Like I've done a little bit of uh, there's a couple concerts. I have an old uh, uh, Oculus the Facebook, the meta Oculus or whatever. And I've seen a couple concerts in them before there. It's weird. It's cool. But it's very, very weird. I don't know that I could sit and watch a whole movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently the, the, I'm assuming that the graphics and the technology between what I have and this thing are going to be light years away, light years. So right. I don't know. That would be pretty exciting. Other apps announced with vision pro support include ESPN, MLB, PGA tour, max discovery plus Amazon prime video, paramount plus peacock, uh, to be crunchy roll, red bull TV, which I didn't even know was a thing. TikTok. Can you imagine strap on your vision pro goggles and watch just TikToks, just scroll TikToks in virtual reality. <laughs> you know, 
the movie Wally was so prophetic in that we're just becoming these zombies that just stare and scroll and like don't do anything. Yeah, um, I'm here. I'm, you can just tell me. You can just call me my by name. I don't need to. <laughs> like, I'm a proud non TikTok. I don't have TikTok. I love it. I, well, we've had this conversation before. I've gotten I have gotten so much uh, benefit and beneficial information from TikTok. It's I love it. It's a lot of fluff. It's a lot of trash. But uh, I've yeah, I don't know. Gotten a lot of good stuff out of it. Anyway, the announcement right. lists some of the movies that will be in 3D, and naturally, Avatar: The Way of Water is among them. But Vision Pro owners will also get 3D versions of movies like Avengers: Endgame, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and Encanto. I don't, a 3D Encanto. I don't know. Maybe who cares? Uh, movies will be able to. Uh, will be available to rent through the Apple TV app. And the company says that anyone who has already bought these movies will now also get 3D versions without paying extra. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I've seen some of these 3D work environments before. And I think Apple, the vision pro is going to be doing that as well. But you know, you people actually, I saw this one dude, he was like working on his car in virtual reality because it's augmented reality. It's not like a, a complete world. The cameras are on. So you see what's going on outside, but there's a heads up display. And so he like, you can see him work on his car. Then he turns over and he looks, he pans, and then he's watching a YouTube video on what he's, what he's doing. Right. Like that's fascinating. That, that kind of stuff is really, really cool. Yes. In 20 years, that's people walking around with these things on just, you know. Working, well, you'll have Terminator in. vision or like, you know, yeah. what was that short circuit? Remember that movie from the uh, 80s? Yeah, where, Johnny Five they is would alive, sh- baby. When they would show you what Johnny Five saw, he saw everything, but then he would see like what temperature it is and like, you know, how far away that was. Like that's, yeah, it'll that's be. Right. How do you remember you know, that? It's like that's a amazing. cockpit. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what's going on. Apple and Disney teaming up. And, uh, you know, we talked a little bit about the metaverse and the things that Excuse me, the things that Disney are doing to kind of push technology, which is sort of a juxtaposition uh, next to what they do in the parks, which is nothing. They have all this access to technology and the projection mapping. And you know what I mean? We don't have drones over here. We have fireworks still. We have like, we can't put together a nighttime spectacular. But uh, so I wonder when this technology is going to come into the parks. It's got to. Augmented reality is going to be in the parks at some point. It has to be. And uh, I bet it would be a partnership with Apple. Well, maybe it will, but I don't know. They can't. They just redid this Epcot and the lights didn't even last for six days. (laughs) They put those those pixels over a spaceship Earth. There's dead pixels in every picture I take of it. It looks ridiculous. So, like, you've got to have not only the ability, but the desire and You've got to be able to be willing to maintain this. I mean, they took out an, a, a moving fountain and put in planners because they didn't want to spend the money on the maintenance. Right. There were, the Imagineering was out on Twitter this week showcasing some new technology, and it was something like where you walk oh, on the hollow floor. T- yeah, the yeah, hollow yeah, floor. yeah. So that paired with virtual reality is uh, that's not, pretty big. Yeah. Get get it out of your head because they're not doing it. They. They told us we would get a new movie in the China Pavilion, and they had to cancel <laughs> that. Okay, they're not putting in holotile hul- flooring. Like it's just not happening. They can't do it. Right, just because they, they, they put in lights it. that died after six days. I'm not holding my breath for the hull floor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I don't understand about about their desire for the parks. What they want the parks to become, because. I was talking a bit about uh, it was like last year, year before about the the potential changes to the queue for Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. Yeah, that got paired back and paired back and paired back. And then when we talked to Rolly about it, he was like, yeah, they're doing something with some of my designs at the, at the Haunted Mansion. It was like, great. Now we can actually talk about it. And they had to cancel it. It's budget. They didn't even have 200 grand to give to this. And that was that was like the low budget, 200 grand, 250 grand or whatever it was. Um, I think that's what Rolly was saying. And um that's it. They don't have this, but now we have a hollow floor. It doesn't make any sense. So what what does what what do the parks want to to be? Are we gonna have money for stuff or are we not? That's is this is where and I think we sort of get flack about it because we call we remember this stuff. We call Disney out on it. Not that we're not like it's the hardest thing in the world to do, but 
you promise us this and then you take it away, take it away. And then it just goes away altogether. But you give us something else. It's just weird. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. Yeah. I mean, I do think like it's a, it's I guess it's Admiral. The Imagineering is still working on things. It's just that the people who are in the parks yes. aren't buying it. They're operating very siloed. And, and mm. so what I'm hearing is that like a lot of Imagineers who are leaving the company are leaving because they're like, well, nothing's getting approved. Jeff Folley, the president of Walt Disney World, passes on every single thing we bring to him. So, like, at a certain point, if you're a creative person, yeah, you have to understand if you're working for Disney, not everything's going to get greenlit. But something should. And, and then some of the, at least the things that you say were greenlit don't then cancel. So it's well, not even like they canceled a bunch of stuff. So how is the new stuff going to get greenlit if the stuff that was already was getting greenlit is canceled? I guess, and that's what I mean about what they want the parks to be. And I don't know why we're talking about this, but it's fun. They want them to be festival centers where they sell overpriced bites of food and pack people in. There's no overhead to it except for the cost of the food. They want you in, drinking, and get out. And then maybe you'll wait on a virtual queue, but while you're waiting, while you're on the virtual queue, you're going to go drink in, you know, UK pavilion, and then you can ride our stupid roller coaster that has screens. Well, and that's what our friend Kyle was saying a long time ago when he talked about Fast Pass and why it was implemented, why it will never really go away. And obviously it did, but it's a different version. It's because it gets you out and gets you spending money. And that is literally why. That's why it's there. It's not to reduce the lines. It's not to be nice to guests. It's not to give you a chance to ride more rides. It's literally not. It's to get you out walking around to spend money. Right. And now they're charging you for the opportunity to get out there and walk around and spend <laughs> well, money. And, yeah. So, so, so that's why I guess what I mean about what they want the parks to be, right, is what kind of experiences do we want? Are we are we putting this investment into rides and into attractions or putting in planters? And so it's almost like they're beautifying the area, doing the bare minimum, but they're saving that money. They're saving that budget for for something. And I don't know if it's part of like Iger's cost burn where he's like really trying to rein, you know, rein in everything, but they have to look like they're doing something. So they put planners in instead or <laughs> they just don't have ideas or what. But it comes across like they don't know what to really do anymore. I've always felt that the company has no strategy. I mean, if, they, if it was a company that had a strategy, so Frozen wouldn't have shocked them. And they wouldn't have had to scramble and be like, I don't know, ruin Norway. Put it like, <laughs> if, they, if this is a company that had some sort of strategy that said, OK, we're going to, you know, Project Gemini, we're going to yeah. expand Epcot. We, how long have we been hearing about Disneyland forward? And then it goes away and now it's back again. And like there's all, they just there's no it just seems very reactionary. Like, oh, mm-hmm. Frozen was really popular. Quick, throw it into World Showcase. All of these things that they do are just very reactionary and there doesn't seem to be a long-term strategy. Throw Avatar into Animal Kingdom. Now throw Anna, Indiana Jones into Animal Kingdom. How does any of this work together in an, in an animal theme park? <laughs> so it's just like, but, but that could make money, so do it. And, right. But then now these parks are just all mishmash and I don't, I don't get what the strategy is. There's no guiding vision. That's the, the biggest complaint I have about Tiana going into New Orleans Square. Replace Splash Mountain, don't care. But replacing the French market and replacing the Le Baton Rouge with the mom's market or whatever. I talked about it in the last show. I'm, yeah, I'm annoyed right on. now. We're going to take a quick break, everyone. We're going to come back. We have a couple more news stories to do. And then, um, I don't know, I think we're going to go tell each other how graceful we are. So hang on, everyone. It's ears up in depth. <laughs> we'll be right back. Back to the newsroom on In-Depth. Oh, that's right, everybody. Thanks for hanging around. All right, Jared, what do you got, buddy? They gave a bad name to Disney adults because when Epcot moved their favorite trash can, they took it as an insult. I, we have been sitting on this story since, I think since Christmas. Yeah, it's December for sure. Yeah, and uh, I'm very excited to finally talk about it. <laughs> well, don't, don't, don't set the bar too high. <laughs> With this show, impossible. Yeah. The Disney Day Drinkers Club. Okay, so so uh, people who have a ticket, yeah? Yeah. Okay. This is a real thing. They call themselves Club D3, kind of like Club 33. Club D3, Disney Day Drinkers. Cute. You get it. Love it. Yeah, I love it. That's according to their website, because yes, they have a website. <laughs> well, they're free. You don't want to... 
It's a group of Disney fans who like to meet up at the parks pretty regularly and get drunk, as you might have guessed. Apparently, these people have adopted one of the trash cans outside of the Rosen Crown Pub in the UK section of Epcot's World Showcase as their mascot, and they've named him Binny. There's going to be a little bit more on that later. Yeah, this seems like something that the fun one said. Like, oh, we lean on this all the time. He's our mascot. And like total mom joke. And then someone and then they just took it too far for five years. And then they're like, oh, it's our mascot. Here he is. Yeah, that's I mean, you basically just told the story. <laughs> that's pretty much what happened. Oh, they really? have um, essentially they because. Yeah, everyone knows at Epcot, there's like not enough places to stand around and have a drink. There's not enough high top tables during these festivals. Right. And so I guess at one point they were standing around, they were always at this one garbage can. It's right at the front of that pub. And they said, hey, uh, this is our new mascot. And, and one of the Disney day drinkers, as it turns out, is a member of the clergy, maybe a priest. And he baptized or whatever you do to name something to make it something official in the Mm -hmm. church did that i guess to this trash can to make it quote unquote official that its name is benny and it's their mascot he's sort of you know i mean it's a joke but like he is a member of the clergy um which i also think is interesting would god God allow that i don't know you're anthropomorphizing a, a, an object. You're, you know what I mean? Seems weird. Oh, I just thought, did God let you go to Epcot and drink around the world? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's a clergy. What do you, what do you know? God demands it. So they meet up at predetermined times and they drink. Uh, they actually, it seems, I went to their website today. It seems they even do a Disney cruise. You can find their website at clubd3.com. They also boast a subgroup of disney runners so they do run disney and get this they drink shots of fireball during the marathon uh you know what it's funny their logo is the um it's like the old club 33 logo yeah but it's d3 yeah. like you said instead of 33 i mean i don't want to rip on them too much they're having fun That's you know right. they're just a bunch of people they're having a good time it's like i don't want to make but but i do feel like it's not that cool that you do but look first of all fireballs no and then also it doesn't it's not so crazy and zany that you do shots of it during the marathon. Jeremy, they like, have an whoa, app. Everybody. <laughs> they have their own app. Spectro Radio doesn't even have an app. <laughs> no, that you don't, which bothers me <laughs> greatly. Yeah, look, yeah, I definitely don't want to uh trash them because I like when people get together and they hang out and they have a little fun and they it seems like they poke fun at themselves, which is cute. But the trash can, maybe it's maybe this is a good example of the media sort of like introducing us to a thing that we weren't ready for. And so we had uh, preconceived notions about it. But why don't you tell me about that? Well, so anyway, I was as I was saying, they have subgroups. They did the, the run Disney people. They have a singles page for their single members. So they get together. They do say I went on their website. They're like, you know, we're a positive group of people. This is all for fun. Like, you know, it's not, you know, we're not trying to like bother anybody. But they have merchandise. You can buy stuff with their T-shirt on it. This is from their website. As most people know, it's hard to find a table. Oh, this is basically what uh, the story of the um, of the bin. So I won't read it because I already went through that. Okay. Well, all was well with the Disney J drinkers, it seems, until September when Epcot moved their favorite trash can across the World Showcase promenade to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was good, just like shifted it two feet or like across the walkway, but they just went to the other side of the thing. No, across the walkway. Across the walk. Okay. <laughs> you might look the other side of the park. Like, That's no. funny to me. They moved it from this side of the UK pavilion across the road to in front of the sportsman shop, which is across from the across the okay, oh my 10 god. Feet. Okay. And now get this, they have eighty-six thousand members of their Facebook. Stop group. it. Yeah, this is another reason why I don't want to trash talk them. I don't need 86,000 drunk people chasing me around World Showcase. It's like the Beatles help, but it's just Jeremy and it's just called Oh Sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing. Fireball is totally cool. You should keep doing it during the marathon. So their Facebook of these 86,000 people like sort of lost their mind when Disney moved their trash can out of the way. Oh, my goodness. 
And they, they were flummoxed because apart from its location directly in front of the Rosen Crown, Vinny is completely indistinguishable from any other trash can in the park. It's just another brown trash can. Right. They only know that it's this one because it's there. And the thing is, is that they have this tradition of when they get all get together, they take, everybody takes a picture with it. And then even people who are members of the group, if it's not like kind of an officially sanctioned day, but if you're a Disney Day drinker and you happen to be an Epcot, they go and they take a picture in front of Vinny and they post it in the Facebook group. So people are constantly taking pictures in front of this thing. But also on their website, there are pictures, there are group photos where it looks like just 50 to 100 people in front of the Rosen Crown taking a picture around this trash can. <laughs> and so a Disney spokesperson said they had to move it because it was there were so many people stopping and so many people taking pictures in front of this that it was actually blocking entrance to the Rosen Crown pub, which is a safety issue. People couldn't egress, egress out of the pub, <laughs> stupid thing, because it's 50 people taking a picture outside constantly. So their love of this trash can got it moved. Yes. Wow. They have only themselves to blame, it seems. Skip Cher, the club's founder, said moving the bin was a big deal because Disney superfans' attention to detail. I guess one person's mm. attention to detail is another man's psychotic behavior because <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. It's another man's fire hazard. So people were just going crazy saying, oh my, quote, oh my gosh, why would they do this? <laughs> it's something you had a part of at the very beginning, then take then someone takes it away. Oh, and then okay. um, after a few months, yes. the trash can was inexplicably returned to Ooh, its location. Okay. Much to the joy of the members of the Disney Day Drinkers. Sure. One person said, I know it's just a trash can, but I have to say. My heart leapt for joy at this photo when they saw that the trash can had been moved back. So check this out. Now they find out that their trash can is back where it's supposed to be. Club members start buying airline tickets to Orlando to get a picture with this trash can now that it's back. Okay. So now they're all booking flights. Disney does them dirty and moves the trash can again. <laughs> So these people are sinking money in airline tickets left and right. And Disney's like, <laughs> moves it. And it hasn't been put back. <laughs> I was there last week and I'm like, let me see if that trash can <laughs> that you're looking for, man. I couldn't find it. I was just as flummoxed as them. We should start. So, a, we should start a club. But anthropomorphize the trash can where it is now. And then that way, if it ever gets moved, we go, oh, why would they do this to us? We'll be the Disney night drinkers. <laughs> I mean, the N3. Here's the thing. Yeah. I lost my train of thought. I don't know. No, here's the thing. Get a life. It's a trash can. Like, I don't know. Just have another one be it. Who cares? It doesn't have to actually right. be that trash can. Here's the thing. They you you cannot tell me. And maybe that maybe there is a, a way to know. And I, I, I don't know it. You can't tell me that that's the same exact trash can put back in the same spot every time. It right. can't be. I mean, you know, those things get painted, they get taken away for cleaning or whatever. Right. And they, they get five or six or eight or ten in the area at a time, spray them down, paint them, and they put them back. It's not the same trash can. It cannot be. Exactly. They move it to sweep. Everything's like, yeah, like it's not. You're absolutely right. It it could not have been the same exact trash can. Can't. So they've already been bamboozled, but they just <laughs> thought it was the same one. So anyway, this is what's happening. I don't know what I, I, the I thing that yeah. annoyed me about it is yeah. I, I find it particularly grating when I see groups of people walk around World Showcase in like a drink, drank, drunk shirt, or <laughs> they take the Walt Disney logo and they change, they use the font, but they change it to malt whiskey. Yeah. Like, oh, you're cool. It's just not cool. It's also been done to death. Like this was this was maybe novel in 2007, but it's 2024 and it's just not neat anymore. Mm. We all get it. And I also just as someone who drinks quite a bit, I just don't see the coolness of being like, we drink at Epcot. Like, yes, yeah, so does everybody. It's just this is what happens there. And you're making a club. So I just kind of. I think that like they seem like they're a nice group of people, whatever, whatever. I just I find it annoying to see a group of 50 people taking a picture around a trash can. Like we're <laughs> all just trying to can I just get in here? I want to get a beer. 
there is something performative about going to the parks in a large group of people. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what that is, where it's like you're in your own private little club, your own private group, and you want to sort of, I don't know, show off how many people you have or like that it's really cool that all your friends are in this really cool place. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Trash can mascot. Okay, that's fine. I, I will admit I didn't read any of the articles because I knew you were going to talk about it. And like the article that I saw the headline of just seemed it made these people seem like just irrational. But hearing about it, looking at their website, um, they just seem like a, a fun loving group of people. And, uh, you know, whatever. I, I, I can't imagine they were like that distressed about it because when you're online on the internet, you're like, oh, I I'm so graceful and you don't really mean it. You know what I mean? You're just like, okay. And it seems like they do a lot of stuff. So you, you, you can be a member of this, of these, uh, of this group and they have like virtual, uh, mixology classes and they have holiday parties and stuff like that. Like they actually, they actually do stuff, which I think is pretty neat. That is cool. I do think yeah. it's cool that they sort of take it beyond that. I don't know. Whatever, do what you do, whatever you want, you guys. I don't know. I do think, like you said, it like, oh, it seemed like maybe they were a bit more irrational on the web. I don't know. I do think there's something irrational about booking a ticket to Orlando because a trash yes. can got that, moved. That back. is, that is, I will say that like, is worse than being freaked out about the trash can in the first place. Like, and, and maybe it's just me who has like doesn't have a job and like is desperately looking for a job and it's like, I wish that I could have money to just, oh man, my, you know, uh, the little man of Disneyland is put, I'm going to fly, I'm going to go down there and check it out or whatever. I don't know what it is, you know? Yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm jealous. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I wish I had joy in my life. I've definitely flown to Disney for important occasions, like the last illuminations. Yeah, I was there for that. I made yeah. t-shirts for it. <laughs> But I don't think that's the same as a trash can getting moved from one side of the pathway to the other. <laughs> you know what? I, can we? I'm sure somewhere in an alternate reality, in an alternate branch of your timeline, Jeremy. Yeah, you are. You, there's a version of you that is just annoyed as just as annoyed as har, at harmonious as you are at like, I, you know, a stanchion being mislocated or you know, I, I don't know something like that. I think it's in you. I think with a little more training, you could be irritated at much, much more than you are now. Yeah, it could be. Don't sell yourself short. It could be. Well, <laughs> Disney trade drinkers, I want you guys to keep having fun. No hard feelings. I do think you might want to just calm down a little bit, though. <laughs> I wonder. So they have 86,000 people. I wonder how many of those people were like, guys, it's 10 feet that way. It's fine. Everybody relax. Because I will say that, you know, a lot of times in the media, they will take the most sensational comment and that's and then make it the voice of whatever's going yeah. on. So I wonder how many of those people are like, this is Katie, Deborah, please relax a little bit. OK, <laughs> it's just the trash can. And they're like, I know, but it's fun. You know, you know what these people sound like from the from the quotes? It sound like you won't know who this is, but uh, on Bob's Burgers, the mom on Bob's Burgers, Linda, Linda Belcha, Linda Belcha. Well I don't watch that show, but I know that that's John Roberts and he is the one who does. Uh, I post his video every Christmas because he's like, come and look at the tree. Come on, we're going to get the tree. It's a great he's show. From he's from Jersey. Oh, yeah, it sounds like it. All right. Well, speaking of um, <clears throat> what am I trying to say? Speaking of speaking of good things that have been moved around a little bit, Jeremy. Oh, Ex-Disney chief Bob Chapek <laughs> yes. appointed to board of medical firm Massimo as company battles Apple. Oh. Yeah. Bob Chapek, a nearly three-decade Disney veteran who was ousted in 2022, has been appointed to the board of directors of medical tech firm Massimo. The move comes during a dramatic series of events involving Massimo and Apple. The tech giant has been in a patent dispute with a firm over a blood oxygen tool featured in the company's latest line of smartwatches. After the International oh. Trade Commission ruled that the feature infringed on Massimo's patent, Apple pulled the current edition of the watches off the market. Multiple media outlets reported Monday that the feature is being taken off the watches in subsequent editions. Wow, look at that. Apple kind of has a tendency to do that, don't they? 
Yeah, this is the first time I've seen where they've had to like stop selling something though. And yeah. I didn't know that it was, uh, I didn't know that the person who was pulling the strings on this was Bob Chapek. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it is now. Since the turmoil surrounding his exit from Disney, Chapek has kept a fairly low profile. Quote, I am thrilled to join the Massimo board, the exec said in a press release. I look forward to helping advance the company's growth by leveraging their core technologies in the consumer and consumer health spaces. Uh, Joe Chiani, chairman and CEO of Massimo, said we are honored to have Bob join the board as we execute our hospital to home strategy. We expect to benefit greatly from Bob's role on our board. First of all, I don't like that phrase hospital to home. It makes it sound like you come into the hospital. We're going to we're going to send you home, but you're going to be monitored and it's not going to be great. Like you're not fully checked out. It's just there's no room in the hospital. So you have to be monitored at home. I don't like that. It makes me freak out. I don't know. Yeah. Is that what that what does hospital to home mean? I would imagine it's like the same coverage you get at the hospital. You can get at home. It seems like this company does little medical devices like a home sumer kind of things. Well, it probably just goes hand in hand with telehealth and all of that. Yeah. But I wonder why the um, so I've been seeing other articles around um, around this nomination of Chapek that it's like battling Disney. There's some like Disney tie in, but I can never figure it out. I don't know why. Maybe it's not there. But Chapek mm. is back. He's back, baby. He's taking a break. He's back. And uh, God, I want to interview him. I want to I want to talk to this guy so badly. What are you going to say? You know, probably nothing. I probably just look <laughs> at him. Just marvel at him. He looks like a just like a, a walrus walking around. I don't know. He looks what would I say? Well, you're not getting an interview with this kind of uh, he's well, the I mean, like a good way. Me a walrus. He, he wants me to come on there in a good way. You think he listens oh. to the show? You think he listens to podcasts? No, but if you were to to reach out to him, he would probably listen to something or have some have someone who works for him scan and listen to us, and then they'd find the word walrus when they transcribe <laughs> the YouTube video, and it might uh, I would it I might would, raise a red flag. I would talk to him about his vision for the company had he been left to his own devices. I would love to know what he had in plan. And then I would also want to know what his decisions were his that were, uh, that were made versus what he sort of inherited. That's what the big fascination to me is the timeline yeah. between yeah. green light or between idea and green light and green light and execution during a turnover. Where does that, where does that, you know, come into play? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would be interesting to hear that because there's a lot of stuff yeah. and that's the stuff that we debate, right? Like, right. oh, thanks, JPEG. Thanks, Iger. Who was it? You know, um, I certainly think that it wasn't a, he wasn't as bad as he as he was made out to seem. In fact, that's right. Um, he you know, it wasn't until Iger came back that all those layoffs happened. I think I think JPEG was working as hard as he could to keep everybody employed. And then it was Iger who came back and was like, we got to make cuts. There, right. There was a rumor that Chapek was going to cut, I want to say three or 4,000 people. And then he got removed and then Iger came mm -hmm. in and, and hit eight. He just decided yeah. that whatever Chapek was going to do wasn't enough. So yeah. I, I agree with you. I think he recognized that cuts needed to be made, or at least that was the rumor. And then, and I remember when Chapek was out and Iger came back and everyone was like, oh, our jobs are safe. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, they're not. In fact, more of you are leaving than ever before. And he made, oh, by the way, in our year in review show, I said that Iger made $27 million last year. He didn't. He made $31.6 million. I noticed that. Deleting yeah. 8,000 people from the workforce mm -hmm. and withholding fair pay to 9,000 women at the company. He's a good, good, a good man. They all love him. I got a couple. No, they don't anymore. Yeah, right. I got a couple of quick news stories here real fast and then we'll get at it because you're done, right? Yeah. 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 I'll Jeremy, <laughs> you've probably never seen this movie, but characters from the Pixar movie Turning Red is set to are set to uh, debut at Disney California Adventure Park. Yeah, I haven't seen that movie, but I did see this piece of news today. It's not very. The movie's fine. It was cute. It's fine. It didn't do well. And. I, th I think it did okay for what it was. It was okay. It was a, it's a fine movie. It was fine. Fans of Disney and Pixar's Turning Red movie will be able to meet characters from the animated feature during the resort's Lunar New Year festivities, 
which run January 23rd to February 18th. Mei Lin Lee and her mother Ming Lee will appear at Disney California Adventure Park uh, during the New Year uh, celebration. And, you know, there's a little picture of uh, the it's a very, very small, looks like a 10 by 20 booth at a convention. Yeah. So if you're into that movie, you want a, a meet and greet with characters who are never in the parks. That's kind of cool, too. Yeah. A friend of mine messaged me today with a screenshot of this from the Disney Parks blog. She was like, yeah, I thought this was pretty cool. But she's like, then you get to the last sentence and it's like park reservations required. Like all this like, <laughs> just annoying red tape around it and she was like it just really puts a damper on everything it's like oh that's cool oh yeah i forgot all the crap i have to go through to do this turning red more like cutting through red tape right yes this was a um a headline from that i pulled from inside the magic and i was like what is Mm. what is going on so i did a little more research behind it didn't give him a click of course and this is the result i got Radiator Springs Racers will be closed for nearly a week for standard refurbishment, set to close Mm -hmm. on Monday, February 26th, and reopen on Saturday, March 2nd. According to Inside the Magic, one of their, uh, one of the biggest Disney rides or whatever is closed for an undetermined amount of time. Suddenly closed. (laughs) It's like, what are you talking about? Like, it's not, it's not unknown. It's literally scheduled. It's scheduled maintenance that happens all the time. And there's a friggin' window for it, dude. But I gotta get those clickies in. I, it occurred to me today that if you, I, it, like, if you only got your news from Inside the Magic, you would think <laughs> that it's constantly calamity in World War Three at Disney World all the time because it's yeah. always like. Even one one thing I saw today was like Disney Park closes due to freakish cold weather, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, they always close one of. The water parks, dude, when it gets a little chilly out. Like it's, but you, the way they write about stuff, you would think that the whole place is like falling into the pits of hell. Like every day, I saw one article where it was like, or one headline where it was like, um, uh, you know, like Disneyland Castle being removed in pieces, you know, totally <laughs> destroyed. And it's like, a, I guess a piece broke off in Paris because they're having like bad weather. <laughs> You guys are literally ruining. Yeah, you would have such you would, you know, think about all these people who are like conspiracy theorists who like who who can't determine what fake is from reality or they get their news source from like one or two places and then that's it. And you cannot convince them that that might be incorrect at all. Mm -hmm. These people would just their minds are got to be in just this turmoil constantly concerned and stressed especially if you're a big disney fan and you already have that proclivity to sort of be questioning or being unsure or like you know being uh, having maybe a flair for the dramatic or have a little anxiety you would be off your rocker reading this yeah it's insane there was like a transition period where i sort of like once in a while i would click on one of them because i'm like well what could this be and any of those times that you did fall for it, because you're like, well, maybe this one, you know, let's see what they are talking about. And you and then you immediately regret it. You're like, oh, they got me again. There was never a time when one of those headlines really resonated. And I was like, well, I'm glad I clicked that. It's and now I just refuse. I'm like, I'm not going to fall for it. I, I have the willpower not to do it. Not clicking on an ITM article is the same thing as giving up smoking because <laughs> there were times like when I, I used to smoke when I drank a lot. And so same, by the way. Yes. Yeah. I would love a cigarette and a beer. And I, then I stopped and it, like at first I, I waned myself a little bit and then I, and then now I haven't had one in like five and a half years. And I, there was those times where you're like, well, maybe I will have one because it's not so bad and I really enjoy it with a, with a beer and like that'll be fine. But then and you're, and you're like, I won't feel the guilt and, and like I won't feel dirty and disgusting the next morning. Like, you know, but it, you always do. And so now I know like now I, I'm able to not have a cigarette because I do know that it will make me feel terrible. And I am able to not click on an ITM article because I do know <laughs> that it will make me feel terrible. It's the exact same mental experience. Uh, not reading their articles as smoking. <laughs> you know what it is? It's the same thing mentally as texting your ex. What are you doing at two in the morning? 
<laughs> that's what yeah. it is. Where you're like, I, 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 I can't help. I can't help it. I have to do this. And as soon as you do it, you're like, no, why did I do that? No. Yeah. You will. You talk yourself. No, you, th- you reason it. There might be something good that could come of it this time, but it won't. I need, so I have needs that need fulfilling. Right. And this is the only yes. person that can help me out. But then yeah, the next absolutely. morning is the guilt and all. You just can't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> ITM. Oh, what are they God. doing to us? I don't know. They've ruined us. All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. If you want to support the show, you go over to Etsy.com slash shop slash Cub Well, Actually, you know what? Is a, I realize there's a better URL. It's ChuroShirt.com or go to EarsUp-Podcast.com. All the links are on there. You know, support us that way, too. And, uh, yeah, all that kind of fun stuff. So, um, Jeremy, what's going on? SpectralRadio.net. US. It's a little quiet. You know, com. we're coming off the Christmas season. All the Christmas music's gone. You know, I'm just taking a break. Just doing a regularly scheduled programming. But you can always find the Illuminations Hour every night at 9 p.m. Love it. Actually, 8.30. Pre-show music starts. At See? There you go. Oh, yeah, go over to Spectra Radio for all the electric bagpipe music you can take. <laughs> all right, everyone. Thanks a lot for tuning in. I appreciate it. Yeah, whatever, dude.